Prachomo, good evening and welcome to Metro FM. Good evening to you, Aya Bonga, and good evening to the listeners at home, my brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, where are you guys today? Where, where did you go today? Just maybe uh, let's start there just to give a sense to our listeners what you guys have been busy with over the last while. Parliament gave us a task to deal with the three provinces, Guadalupe-Natal, mm. uh, Eastern Cape and Northwest, those that were affected by the flood. Sure. Last week we were in the KZN and we have been to all the affected regions and today we're in Buffalo City or Eastern Cape currently. Mm. Okay. So so you're in Buffalo City today, no? Yes. Okay. All right. Now now I want us to maybe just talk through just yourselves as an ad hoc committee. Um as you say you were tasked by parliament to undertake particular tasks. Give us just a high level sense of what it is that you guys were supposed to do and uh, uh, of course uh, in your undertaking some of the things that you found and then we'll come back uh, to some of uh, what the national treasury has shared with you. It was to assess the situation on the ground so that we can see whether the department uh, is doing what it promised to do to people affected. And we discovered, because we started in case the day, the floods that caused extensive damage uh, to houses, to businesses, to roads, bridges, water infrastructure, electricity, rail, telecommunication infrastructure, and uh, people have lost their lives. The situation is dire. We've got people in halls. That is why we decided to engage the relevant minister, starting with the one of Cogta and the mm. minister in the presidency to discuss these issues. And today, we had an opportunity to engage the treasurer, the minister of finance, to deal with the issue of funding. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, maybe just let's start in your discussions with the Ministry of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs in that department. Um, I mean, they, of course, I would understand are the anchor department for some of these disaster responses and, uh, you know, uh, trying, they give the policy guidance and so on and, and that kind of thing. What came out of that discussion? Uh, and then we'll come back, I guess, to the financing story. What came out is that uh, from the provincial and local government and, of course, the national uh, department, mm. we, we, it, it's a mixed bag. Uh, one thing that was positive uh, that came out, um, it's commending the, the, the service personnel right from health care, uh, right from volunteers, the role of the police, the role of defense, the role of some municipal workers. And of course, uh, the, the, the role that is played by volunteers right on the ground, faith-based organization, NGOs, in making sure that they are assisting the people on the ground. And of course, what came out after that is that uh, the issue of funding became very clear that uh, we have to have a way how to make sure that uh, out of what is available, we assist because the situation on the uh, on the ground is dire and it's something that cannot be postponed. We've seen how we're able to be effective and efficient when we decide to do things differently. And it can be business as usual. But the minister and the proper coordination assisting the provincial department and the presentation that was done by the premier and MSC Cogta confirmed what was presented by the national minister of Cogta that mm. the, the situation on the ground needs a different mode in terms of funding. And uh, that, that is why we felt that we have to have a uh, treasury to come and do a presentation so that we understand what are the real challenges. Okay. And when they say, you know, the funding approach needs change, well, what does that mean? Uh, 
you know, people at local government, they are the cold face of service delivery. And uh, when government made the promise of that one billion, and mm. the uh, department at local government and provincial level were told that they have to do reprioritization out of the budget that they are having. And you'll understand some of the challenges are, uh, are very historical. And uh, it was clear that uh, until we have a serious injection on the ground to deal with that situation, uh, with whatever reprioritization that can be done at provincial and local government, it's not going to solve the situation. It can just assist, but the assistance will be very minimal because the situation is dire. That is why mm. we decided to escalate it to, to invite Treasury so that we can understand how is Treasury assisting, how much has been allocated, how much has been made available. Sure. And that is the essence of the meeting of today. And what did Treasury say? Uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, uh, there are some uh, uh, issues, like the first issue is that some requests are greater than the amount available in terms of the grant, the one billion. And the second issue is the issue where Treasury is saying they still have to have to balance the request against the disaster in other provinces. The third one is the issue of incomplete applications. Uh, meaning that it does not it does not meet the conditions set out in grant frameworks, and uh, it also touched the 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 indication of double dipping, saying there are people that have uh, municipalities or provinces that have insured some infrastructure, and uh, we are not we are not convinced that that's the way to go if we still have those challenges. That is why we're we're very clear. We took a a, 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 a way forward that says. Let's have all of these people the sooner as early as uh, probably Monday or Tuesday next week, all of them in one room so that we can mm. deal with the body next. Because there are issues that can be postponed. We are sitting on a time bomb if you take check the challenges. I mean, for sure. us to get to some areas, uh, uh, you, you were very correct when you explained it. We could not even drive. We had to walk mm. some seven, eight kilometers to reach some people. And, of course, the provincial government has done its best to have uh, the temporary residential units provided to those people. But sure. if those people, they don't have water, if cars still don't uh, assess those people, if you are not going to have water tankers coming in to give them some water, they still have to push some wheelbarrows, more than 5K, and it's a, it's a very, very uh, uh, difficult situation. So mm. that is why, out of that practical experience, it made us to say, probably we have to change. We've seen as the country when we're dealing with the 2010 World Cup, how we're able to deliver it on time. Probably that same model is the one that has to be applied now, dealing with sure. the challenges facing our people in these different uh, provinces. And uh, with hindsight, I think that's the best decision to be taken by Parliament, to have that uh, the other committee that mm. is going to, to these areas. Because now, we're speaking with authority, we're not relying on PowerPoint in Cape Town. We're on the ground doing the direct interaction with the people affected. And mm. we've got a different and a better sense. That is why when we met the minister, we said the way to go is to invite Minister Kopta, uh, the premiers, the treasurer in different provinces, of course, the affected uh, local municipalities to come so that in one room we can come with something that will speed up the process and unlock mm. the bottlenecks. Prachoma, is this not the perfect opportunity to have a test case of this 
intergovernmental coordination that's been spoken of so glowingly. I mean, I think many of us, you know, often are quite interested in this whole formulation, district development model and so on. Um, and what is becoming very clear, I mean, even from the remarks that have been reported of the Minister of Finance uh, in his representations to yourselves as an ad hoc committee, is that, you know, he is saying it's not his fault that certain people are not prepared or don't have all the documentation that would allow for the release of the funds. And it just seems to me there's like a an approach which says, look, correctly so in some cases, I mean, that I can't give you this money without the requisite documentation. But there isn't a process that says if there are bottlenecks there, how do we expeditiously assist to make sure that one part of the process, which is, of course, to release the funds, is not the end of the process, effectively happens. Um, what do you think accounts for the bottlenecks? I get the point that the reports are incomplete, the engineers have been signed off, but all of those are signs of something more uh, endemic and systemic because it's not only these grants that go from different tiers of government. I mean, God forbid if the same thing happens to things like the Municipal Infrastructure Grant. Um, so so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, uh, partially, that might be the solution, but it's bigger than that. Uh, uh, as somebody that has been in KZN as the committee, and uh, mm. from what came out very clear uh, last week when uh, KZN and today uh, Eastern Cape, is that uh, you see some competent uh, people uh, in these uh, levels of shares of government that began the presentation. And when we got a sense that it might be an issue of some forms and uh, this way, uh, as a body neck when it comes to releasing the funds, it, it is not a, a convincing argument. And uh, mm. uh, that is why we we took a view that said, let's have all of them in one room so that we can get to the bottom of it. But of course, after we've done and engaged all of them, we're going to speak with uh, authority and look at this uh, 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 district model and how we have to change how we do things as government. And of course, over and above that, is that uh, probably the, the, the technical aspect uh, when it comes to treasury, when, uh, when people are supposed to be getting funds in a dire situation, and it's part of what will be coming from the committee, and the proper coordination of all the role players when mm. you have to assist people on the ground. Because uh, when you engage the people, they don't give a damn whether you are coming from national, provincial, mm. or national. To them is to get the service they need. And if sure. you're going to provide the service to them, it's fine. And uh, it's part of what might come to from the other committee as a recommendation that mm. will change how we do things. Because over and above the other committee, you still have relevant uh, portfolio and select committees in parliament. We pass these budgets. We have them accounting at provincial level, at municipal level, at national level. But it can be that it's business as usual when we are going to take hands passing a budget. But when you go on the ground, you look at the mm. impact. It's a total opposite of what made us to take hands, whether it's provincial or national department. That is why we are saying this is an opportunity that can make us to do things differently. I deliberately decided to use the example of 2010 World Cup. FIFA said to us, by this date, if you don't have all the infrastructure ready, uh, you might end up losing the rights to host. But uh, if you can go to uh, the website of it today, 
the reality is that it's one of the best World Cups ever mm. to be hosted by FIFA. It means as a country, we are able to do things in a very efficient and effective manner. But of course, we have to have something that is pushing. Maybe as Parliament in making relevant department to come in account, we have to change it. But what is mm. clear about this other committee is that when you see us working, it's irrespective of political affiliation. It's across the board. We're agreeing. We're not even voting about anything, but we're speaking with one voice to say we've got people that have got a challenge. We're dealing with a disaster here. It has been declared. There was a joint sitting that was called. Both houses, parliament decided to have the other committee. And then we have to have people coming to do presentation. And the auditor general has given us the best uh, uh, tool that we are going to use in assessing whether there's available money in what is happening. And we don't have the money that is going to the people that need on the ground. I mean, a, 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 a practical example, if in one hall you have more than 40 learners, more than uh, 60 uh, elders, and they've got two toilets, one shower, and they've got those learners that still have to mm. go to school. I mean, that situation. And then people can cross a bridge to get to town because the, the, the bridge is completely damaged. And it means they have to take a long route. Now we've got a challenge. We've agreed that we've got a problem for unemployment, inequality, and poverty. And it means they are going to waste more money in terms of the long route, in terms of petrol. And if they are going to be using a taxi, still they are going to pay more in getting to that area that was cheaper in the past. So that's a practical uh, situation that we have on the ground. So that is why we are saying it can't be business as usual. Hold the line there for me for a second, Brachomo. We've got a voice note here, and, uh, and then thereafter we'll come back, I guess, uh, to uh, some lessons that we c- might want to learn from this particular moment. Uh, good evening, uh, and the listeners. Um, I think uh, these uh, municipalities or individuals were supposed to apply for this money. They are delaying, they are still trying to find uh, a way how to steal, yes, they are used to steal, because you say the Minister of Finance, he says he's waiting for them to send him the uh, proper documents as to how much they need to do one, two, three from the engineers and stuff. So they are delaying because they're still trying to find a way how to steal, as they are used to stealing the uh, uh, taxpayers' money from Val. You can hear Prachomo, I mean Bongani there from the Val saying, and uh, you know, people will end up saying things like that uh, because the impression is created that when there's a crisis, that is a moment for people to steal, that is a moment for people to, you know, pillage resources, and uh, we have many examples in recent memory. Um, just your reflections on that, and I guess, um, at least at the level of perceptions, um, the very sad state of perceptions that people have about uh, what happens when disasters are declared. No, it's correct. In the absence of uh, correct information, perception becomes a reality. And uh, that is why we have to provide the information. And when there are challenges, we are going to raise them without fear or favor. And uh, we are going to be praising those that are doing things the right way. We are going to be very critical to those that they are not doing their part. And that is why there is no cover-up in terms of what is happening. And in, in, in our engagement with Treasury today, we decided there and there that it, it, the sooner we have all the relevant uh, uh, 
uh, stakeholders in one room so that uh, we can assist the situation. But what I, I, I did not uh, mention is that not all is doom and gloom. We've got uh, municipalities and uh, uh, provincial government that is done out of the leaky that they have in terms of reprioritization, but mm. uh, they, they, they they are running short of funding. That is why we have to uh, we have to engage treasury. When I commented the role of NGOs, the role of uh, uh, South African National Defence Force, because they do have uh, some skilled people that are on the ground trying to assist in dealing with, with, with the challenges. Of course, there are some challenges, but it's not uh, everything that is doom and gloom because we still have some level of commitment, some level of competency, and some m- m- level of efficiency. And out of those people, we say, let them keep up the good work, and we're mm. going to make sure that we assist them to get what they require in terms of funding so that uh, our people on the ground can be assisted. It can be that... Uh, you can have more than almost 1,000 schools that are damaged, and then uh, we, it, 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 it's business as usual. We're happy with the phases, the, the three phases explained uh, by government to say they are going to start with the humanitarian relief. And after that one, is stabilization and recovery. The last one is reconstruction and, and, and building. But in mm. all these phases, you need money. You need funding. And we're going to share with the people and we're going to make sure that we do our oversight. And we took a decision that being in Cape Town and getting PowerPoint presentation and uh, uh, compared to getting on the ground is a totally different uh, story altogether. Because if you are a member of parliament and you are forced to get out of the car and walk the distance once in that day, but you've got people that are subjected to that situation on a daily basis, to and fro, whether to shop, to, to help facility, uh, to school, and yet you, you, you feel it in one day, then you start to realize that uh, the situation is more than what even was presented. And uh, we are definitely going to make sure that uh, as an adult committee, we're going to play a part mm. to us. What are we learning in this process? Uh, and I ask this because we've had in the last while, I'd probably say, three major crises where disasters have been declared. COVID-19, social unrest in Eteguini, and now this flooding. And it's quite unfortunate, I guess, in the parts of KZN would have experienced all three of these. What are we learning about how to constitute rapid response interventions, be it processes, structures, systems, and even rapid authorizations? The first thing is that uh, South Africa is a unitary state. And sometimes to compatibilize it when dealing with challenges that are facing our people on the ground, it's something that must be a thing of the past. That's the first lesson that is coming out here. The second one is the issue of climate change. Out of this disaster that we have experienced as a country, it's high time that we change how we want to engage in dealing with the issue of uh, climate uh, change as a country. Mm. The third issue that we must not leave out is uh, the emotive one, the issue of land. If we're going to have people given some stand in areas that are not conducive, mm. that are going to be 
some victims, when we have some floods, it's a, it's, it's a serious issue. That is why when dealing with the temporary structures, they, 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 are, they, they are constructing for our people, we're very clear that make sure that we get land, not in those areas that are very close to these rivers, and if you're going to have any other disaster, it's going to be a problem. The fourth one is the aging infrastructure. If we don't deal with this aging infrastructure, because in some other instances, is the issue of maintenance where you have infrastructure that is uh, was big those years, and uh, in terms of uh, maintaining it, then there are some challenges. And uh, those are lessons that are coming out very clearly. But one thing that will come out is that as a country that is a unitary state, Sometimes dealing with a national, provincial, local, when there's a disaster, and how we coordinate things and how we get in as the legislature sector, as parliament, when we're doing oversight. Uh, we have said it many a times, but it's high time that we start to implement the formula of mm. spending much time on the ground with the people understanding uh, the situation, unlike relying on being uh, uh, in, in, in Cape Town where we'll get presentations because once you are on the ground you start to understand appreciate what is right deal on the spot with what, with what is coordination of a government it, there is serious room for improvement But surely, but surely, Prachomo but surely, I mean, if, if you are members of parliament, uh, for argument's sake, let's say, and I know you're not a member of the IFP, but let's say you are a member of the IFP, right? You, you are in parliament, you have a caucus, there are also your counterparts that would be sitting at provincial level and at a municipal level, and ostensibly you are part of one organization. As you said, we're a unitary state, right? Yeah. Where has the broken telephone been the whole time between these different tiers of government? that has now made coordination when it's needed the most so difficult? That's the issue that we're grappling with. That is why the, you were correct when we touched uh, the uh, district uh, model, uh, development model that is coming out now. It's something based on the reality that uh, the coordination, and if you look at intergovernmental relations, when you look at all these spheres of government, I will be very practical. When we engage it, and the part went to uh, the district uh, 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 that is bordering uh, uh, Eastern Cape and KZN, and you, 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 you had learners that are from that province uh, in, in, in Eastern Cape, but coming to case that and the school is in case that yet mm. the, the, we have what we call scholar transport and when uh, the government in 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 in, in case again will say but the learners are from uh, eastern cape eastern cape will say but the school is in case again but we're in state we're able to solve those things on the spot there and there because mm. it's not their fault that the school is on the other side because sure. we're creating borders that are immaterial and that are not even going to assist. Whether it's an issue of an, a tool that they'll be using to account that is a problem when they have to accommodate those people. I'm saying those are real 
situation that are practical that are people or people are experiencing uh, on daily basis and now you have a national department you have a provincial government when we met a provincial government and the local government we're of the view that they have done almost everything within the book within the law in terms mm. of proper submission when you engage national then you get a sense that there's something missing that is why a proper way forward is to have all of them in one room so that we immediately deal with where there is a problem. You might find that an official somewhere or a political principal somewhere has not done what he was supposed to be doing, but you can't speak with authority if you don't have all of them in one room clarifying the questions because as members of parliament, as I indicated, irrespective of political affiliation, we want to make sure that the entire situation on the ground is addressed. Prachoma, we're going to have to leave it there for tonight.